Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I did. Thoughts, feelings. Well, first, I'm surprised that you suggested it just because of how much you hated Waterworld. <laughs> well, I didn't see Waterworld as a kid, but this movie I saw in the theater when it came out. And it was the first movie that I almost walked out of. Why is that? Because of the scene where um, the sheriff's men are attacking Sherwood Forest mm-hmm. and little John Which and time <laughs> when Duncan leads them there. Okay. And so they're burning everything down and little John and his wife are trapped in the treehouse oh, and yeah, it's yeah, on yeah. fire and she has the baby with her. Mm-hmm. I got really upset because she had the baby with her. Cause I was like, what year did this come out? It came out in 91, I believe. Okay. So I'm like, nine so um i got really upset and scared and i told my mom that i wanted to leave because i was so upset and she was like no honey they're gonna be fine they're gonna be fine she told me later that she was just saying that (laughs) (laughs) she's like i didn't know she's like honey no they're gonna be fine i was like okay like i was crying i got really upset oh my god but then afterward when they were fine i was like okay it's okay but I loved this movie. We may need to pre-screen movies before we make promises to Benji, just because of how dark movies have gotten. Mm-hmm. I watched this Australian movie from uh, the woman who did Babadook uh-huh. called The Nightingale. Uh-huh. And there is a scene at the beginning of it that is worse than any Lars von Trier thing I've ever seen. What in the fuck? Okay. Yeah. Don't tell me about it. I don't want to know. It's a great movie, though. Okay, that's fine, but I don't want to know. I'm still recovering from Antichrist. Yeah. So. But yeah, so that scene really upset me. But when this movie came out on video, it had the Brian Adams music video at the end of the credits. Like, mm-hmm. after the credit sequence, it plays the full music video. So I watched this movie constantly because of that. Loved it. Yeah, you were uh, really smitten with the wedding scene, too, you said during it. Yes, that was like, as a kid, my dream wedding. I wanted to get married in the forest when all the leaves were falling with like a flower crown. (laughs) (laughs) I was 100% like ready for that to be my wedding. And it was, you know, it was not too far off. We still got married in the fall. Mm -hmm. I did wear a black dress instead of a white dress. I did not have a flower crown, but we had some pretty dope flowers. And it was a very rustic. It was pretty rustic, yeah. Because yeah. we got married at um, Ross Belt Market. 
in Ferndale, if anyone's wondering. And um, the event space is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. So did the movie hold up for you? I still was like, this is a great movie. Like, <laughs> I loved it still. I'm surprised that it didn't give you any sort of good faith with going into Waterworld, considering how much we like the Waterworld stunt show yeah, and how much you like this. I mean, you hated Waterworld. I did. Well, here's the thing is that I knew Waterworld was bad because I believe my parents saw it and they said that it was really bad. And so I was like, oh, well, I'm not really that interested in seeing it then because I just kind of went off whatever my parents said about movies as a kid. You know Mm -hmm. how it is. And so because they had no interest in like renting it because they weren't going to bring me to the theater to watch that. You know, I think they went and saw it on a date night. (laughs) My poor parents. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't really seem like a type of movie that your parents would be into. I don't know. I mean, they would they would go to the movies on date nights, and I think that was just like the big release that weekend or whatever. So mm. they're like, yeah, let's just see this. So they saw it and didn't like it, and so we never rented it because a lot of times if they would see a movie on the weekend that they liked, they would rent it for us to watch later, or they would take us to like the dollar screening. But if it was something my dad wasn't interested in that my mom wanted to see, then she would take us to see okay. it like earlier in the day like at a matinee yeah your dad's almost exclusively into sports comedies uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> no he he likes um he likes dad movies you know <laughs> yeah okay. he likes those dad movies he um i don't think he was that interested in robin hood because he thought it was going to be a romance movie and it is Kind of. I wonder what came out first, Robin Hood or Tin Cup? Maybe Tin Cup <gasps> pissed off your dad so much. No, my dad loves Tin Cup. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. That's actually a great golf movie. I've never seen it. What? I've never seen Tin You've Cup. You've never? Oh, I got to add that to my list. I guess you do. Cheech Marin is in it. It's great. Rene okay. Russo, you're going to like it. Okay. You might like it. I think you're going to like it. So I know that this is one of the three fan favorite alan rickman movies mm-hmm. this die hard and galaxy quest mm-hmm. i don't know how i feel about alan rickman in this movie he's so evil in this i either he's such an asshole he's such an asshole in this i either really love it or really hate it i can't tell which i have strong feelings but i haven't really quite figured okay. out what they are yet and i think it's because he and Kevin Costner are in two completely different movies where I think Alan Rickman is almost in a comedy Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of the trivia for this movie is just lines that Alan Rickman Mm -hmm. improvised. And he also hired a couple of comedy writers to help him punch up the script funny because he thought the script was terrible and he's not 100% wrong. No, I mean, it's not great, but it wasn't like, I mean, it's the Robin Hood story. It's, it's, It's a fine script. I think Kevin Costner is what's wrong with this movie. This movie definitely, I have no confusion over whether or not I like Kevin Costner in this movie. I hate him. (laughs) Cannot stand him. I still love him. Like, it's, it's crazy because he's notoriously an asshole. And, like, he's definitely the problem with this movie because he takes himself so goddamn seriously. It's like he's constantly trying to win an Oscar. But... I still have the nostalgia for it. That's why I like it so much. This is the movie that he and director Kevin Reynolds had sort of the falling out with that they fixed for Waterworld. And allegedly, 
Kevin Costner would try to do an English accent on days that he was pissed off at Kevin Reynolds. Yeah, you can tell. That's why some scenes moments he, he has is trying poorly, mm-hmm. and other scenes he's just not trying. He's at not all. trying at all. Yes. So basically, everyone else in the movie has an English accent, except I think Christian Slater doesn't. Yeah, have Yeah, Christian one. Slater doesn't, and Friar Truck, Friar, Friar Tuck, Tuck. Uh, Michael McShane. Michael McShane doesn't have one. Right. So I think initially. Everyone was supposed to have one because it's set in England uh, and everyone is supposed to be English. And Kevin Costner's character is supposed to be born in England and is an English soldier. I should also say Morgan Freeman doesn't have an English accent. Well, because he doesn't play an Englishman. Right. Um, Most of the people in the movie don't have English It's weird, yeah. Yeah. So, like, they ended up... Because most of the people in the movie aren't really English. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. They they tried to have him do it, but he couldn't... He fucking couldn't do it, like, at all. It was so bad. So, I think what they did was they were like, all right, if you don't have an English accent, just speak in your normal dialect, because otherwise it's going to look weird if Kevin Costner's the only one. (laughs) <laughs> who isn't doing an English accent, which is so funny to me that they were just kind of like, fuck it. Just if you ca- if you don't have one, don't, you know, just talk like normal because the star of the movie can't get it right. Michael Wincott does a good job of having an English accent in it, mm-hmm. but I guess his dad is from England. Which one was he? Michael Wincott's the guy from The Crow who killed. Oh, yeah. Brandon Lee. Yeah. He has a pretty good death scene in this. Yeah. Because he's kind of like, so he plays the sheriff's cousin. And um, he's like one of the captains, I guess, like for the. Yeah, for like the sheriff's guards. The sheriff's guards. And um, he keeps fucking up catching Robin Hood and like all this stuff. Like his men keep getting robbed and like all this shit. So. After failing again, he has to go tell the sheriff that he fucked up again. And uh, the sheriff's like, oh, man, it's okay. You're just uh, like, I get it. Like, this is it's really hard to catch him. And you think he's being sympathetic initially because mm-hmm. he kind of like starts to cry a little bit. He's like, I'm really sorry. And then the sheriff just fucking stabs him and kills him. Yeah. And so he just kind of lays there on the floor like, what? Oh, like, what? the fuck and then as the sheriff's stepping over him he grabs for his leg and then just dies it's a sad but cool death scene i think Mm -hmm. the year prior to this the writer wrote a gnome named norm that's enormous spelled g-n-o-r of course it is of course pen denshim who is now a producer and looking at some of his writing credits good call (laughs) good honestly I think Alan Rickman's performance in this is fantastic because he's an evil lunatic. Like, that's, I think that's the point is that he's insane. Yeah, but. So it makes sense to me that he's so crazed and like gets so mad and like he's so flamboyant. I think that it works. But some of like his lines. Uh, and here's what happened. He turned down the role a couple of times and then mm-hmm. he had finally accepted it as long as he could do his own thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why they let him do, do his whatever. own thing. Well, and improvise on it. But, you know, some of his lines like I'm calling off Christmas. And when he says to the two women in the hallway where he's like, you, my room, 1030, you, 1045, mm-hmm. bring a friend. Yeah. I feel like if that tone carried through, like if he 
had gotten his friends who helped him punch up this that stuff and it was a uh, comedian ruby wax and playwright peter barnes who helped spice up his dialogue mm-hmm. i wish they had been given the green light to go through the entire script i mean i don't disagree but i guess because i saw it when i was nine i um didn't really feel bothered by any of that Mm-hmm. I just kind of, and also, so like my maiden name is Hood. So, and my dad's name is Robert. So, a lot of people in my dad's family call him Robin as as his nickname because, you know, Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. So, I obviously had like a huge love for this movie for no other reason than it's Robin Hood <laughs> because yeah. I'm insane. I thought it held up. I still really enjoyed it and really loved it i was worried that it would be really cringy but i didn't find it to really be particularly no um morgan freeman plays a muslim Mm -hmm. more in the movie and muslim groups actually complimented the movie's portrayal of his character which i i can agree with i I think his character is one of the strongest points Mm mm-hmm in the movie, the cinematographer Douglas Milsome mm-hmm. <laughs> worked on Full Metal Jacket, and I think maybe that's why he was, you know, has a career at all. Even though everything we know about Stanley Kubrick, you know, that Stanley Kubrick was oh. probably the cinematographer on Full Metal yeah, Jacket, basically. and just basically told Douglas, what "Point to the do. camera here, use this lens and stuff." Yeah, this movie is shot horribly like there are moments where it seems like he's trying to do interesting things but it just looks like he's going hey look at this Uh, yeah i hate the way this movie is filmed i was distracted by how poorly this movie was shot there were some shots where i was like this was supposed to be cool so there's a slow motion shot of kevin costner shooting a fire arrow like i mean it's a big it's supposed to be a big heroic shot you know But it looks so stupid because, like, everything's on fire behind him. And then he's just, like, straight on to the camera like it's a mid-shot. And the arrow is flying towards the camera on fire. And it's supposed to look so badass. And I'm like, this looks fucking stupid. (laughs) And I I think that shot was in the trailer. Yeah, it, it was. And I'm like, man, that's, like... That's stupid. That's straight up stupid. <laughs> like, that's an action movie shot done in something that's sort of, it, that's not really an action movie. I mean, yeah, there's like, you know, battle scenes and stuff in it, but it's not an action movie. Right. You know, it's a fantasy movie. So it looks really stupid. <laughs> Ruby Wax, just because I was like, oh, let's find out about the comedy of Ruby Wax, mm-hmm. is actually an American comedian. Oh, cool. Yeah, from well, Illinois. Mean, Alan Rickman had been around for a while when he did this movie. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, you know what? Maybe she was born in the States and then moved to England because she was also writer on the Not the Nine O'Clock News, which had like Rowan Atkinson. It was oh. sort of like a, a news parody show. Mm-hmm. Sort of like Weekend Update, but a full show. And it was more like not necessarily the news that was on around the same era. Mm-hmm. I think not necessarily the news might have been like a American version of not the nine o'clock news because not the nine o'clock news ran from 79 to 82. And I think not necessarily the news 
ran a few years afterwards, but like Rowan Atkinson got his start mm-hmm. on that. And uh, John Cleese did stuff in it. And it's one of those critically acclaimed shows where you find a lot of powerhouse people yeah. ended up having worked on. Yeah, that, like SCTV you know. and like early yeah. SNL. Yep. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So, way to go, Ruby Wax. Yeah. Yeah, girl, get it. Yep. She is uh, an actor, too, and uh, at least as of 2017, was still working. Good. That's very yeah. cool. That's yeah. great to hear. Yeah. Way so, to go. Way um, to go, Alan Rickman. Way to go, Alan Rickman. So, just like quick, I mean, I'm sure everyone kind of knows the whole like story of Robin Hood, but it's... The way they set it up in this film is that, you know, Robin Hood is sent away to the Crusades. He and his friend escape capture, but his friend dies while they're escaping. And they also bring along um, Morgan Freeman's character, um, Azim. And so Azim and Robin Hood travel back to England so that he can be reunited with his father, who's like a lord, but he's been executed by the Sheriff of Nottingham. So when he comes home- and his father is played by the great Brian Blessed. And he's just in like one scene. I know. It's, I was so bummed when I saw his name in the opening credits. Mm-hmm. I was excited. He's in Flash Gordon. He's mm-hmm. in uh, Star Wars Episode One. Yep. And he's in, like, well, he's in two scenes, because he's in the one scene where, like, the servant, like, runs in and is like, please help me, you know, I need help. And then the second scene, he's about to ride off to battle, and his home is surrounded by the sheriff and his men. So, Robin Hood returns home to find, you know, his, his home destroyed, his father dead. So, he goes to his friend's house because his friend's dying wish was to give a message to his sister, Maid Marian, and give her a ring that he had carried with him. And so he goes there. They kind of connect, but the sheriff is after him for, you know, killing some of his men. So he retreats to Sherwood Forest where he finds the people who are also hiding out in there. And then he kind of becomes their leader uh, to help them rebel against the sheriff. And the sheriff basically is like, I'm going to destroy Robin Hood because he's pissed that he's leading this rebellion. And, you know, so he kidnaps Maid Marion and decides he's going to marry her just to piss off Robin Hood. And he tries to kill Robin Hood. And then Robin Hood and his gang save the day. And he gets to marry Maid Marion and the sheriff dies with a dagger that Marion gave to Robin Hood. Yeah. Which is dope. Can I just talk for a minute about how great Brian Blessed is? Yes, go ahead. Okay. He's the person who introduced Keanu Reeves to meditation. Interesting. He's friends with the Dalai Lama. Oh, that's cool. Childhood friends with Patrick Stewart. Like, they would both <gasps> hitchhike to go see plays when they were little kids. That's so cool. Try to climb Mount Ez- Everett three times. Was... Even at his age now, like trying to become a cosmonaut. What? And has, is the oldest person to ever reach both the geographical North Pole and the magnetic North Pole. Wow. Yeah. He's just. What a fucking cool guy, yeah, man. Born in 1936 and just, yeah. It is really too bad he's barely in this movie. It really, he's, and I guess on British television, he's known for, like, his foul mouth. Oh, <laughs> if he's on television. That's great. Just, yeah. That's great. 
Yeah, he's just he's a really cool guy. I think when I eventually make you watch Flash Gordon, mm-hmm. which should be sooner than later, yeah, he will end up being one of your favorite parts of Flash Gordon. Okay. I believe you. There is a cameo in this movie by Sean Connery. Yes, there is. Who is King Richard. And he was originally offered Brian Blessed's part. Was he? But he felt like he played enough dads recently, Mm -hmm. so he chose the other part. I think that was a great cameo. He basically rides in during um, Robin Hood and Marion's wedding and is like, hold on. Was that part of your dream wedding, too, that Sean Connery would ride in on a horse? Well, not a horse because you're afraid of horses. Yeah. But like a motorcycle? Maybe. No, I don't think so. Maybe I just wanted him to, like, be there. Yeah. (laughs) My dream wedding was that Sean Connery would be in the sidecar of a motorcycle driven by Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds right. You used to watch the Disney Robin Hood, correct? The cartoon one? Yeah. I'm sure I saw it in the 70s when I was a kid, but aside from you having it on for Benji recently, I haven't Mm -hmm. really seen. The Sheriff is a big part of that, the animated movie. And I think the story also goes that the king's brother, Prince John, is that right? Yeah, Prince John, is kind of the, he's the tyrant of a lot of the Robin Hood tales like he's kind of the one who's telling the sheriff like listen you know i'm basically going to be king king richard's never coming back like he's probably dead in the crusades i mean it's not like that in the disney movie they're like oh he's gone so i'm in charge (laughs) kind of a thing but um there was no prince john in this at all like he he was he was not part of the story which i kind of thought was interesting that they just kind of eliminated that character from the that kind of lore but i think it worked like i didn't feel like anything was missing it it made sense to me more that the sheriff was the one wreaking the havoc because there's no one at the throne yeah i did like the sparring that robin hood had with little john Mm -hmm. played by nick brimble yeah nick brimble was really cool And I'm not really that familiar with his work at all, Mm -hmm. but it kind of makes me want to seek it out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I guess one of the bigger things that he did was Roger Corman made a movie called Frankenstein Unbound with uh, John Hurt and Mm -hmm. Raul Julia. Nick Brimble plays the monster in it. Oh, cool. I I can see that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought he was great as Little John. Well, I mean, he goes by John Little in this. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't call him Little John at all. But I thought he was great. And I agree. The sparring scene is fantastic because I also like that you kind of let them see that, like, even though, like, Robin Hood is, is an excellent, is good in battle, that he can still, you know... Be that taken is one a little thing bit. that I do like is that they didn't make him so good in battle that you're like, well, why doesn't he just do this by himself? Like, he fucks up a lot. He kind of gets his ass beat initially. And then oh, he yeah, kind of yeah. has to, like, outsmart yeah. in order to win. Yeah. But, yeah, he fucks up a lot. He gets hurt a lot. I, I did like that, that they made it more realistic. Like, yeah, he's a good fighter because he was fighting in the Crusades and he survived. But, you know, he's not perfect. Right. Want to do a couple other honorary mentions. Uh, Marion, played by Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. She's so good in this. I never wanted curly hair more. Because <laughs> her hair. Oh, my God. I just wanted my hair to be curly like that when I was a kid. Did you ever see The Abyss? 
I don't think so, actually. Oh, she's really good in The Abyss. Okay. Yeah. And then Michael McShane, who I've only known from, you know, a, a couple like little things here and there that he pops up in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays Friar Tuck. Uh, you know, he's in Office Space. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's also from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Mm-hmm. Which I really, he was one of my favorite improvisers on that show. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, I remember him a little bit from it. I mostly, yeah, he was more on the British version. Yeah, I didn't see him a lot in, I mean, I watched some of the British version. Um, uh, I can't remember, like when BBC America mm-hmm. finally started. Well, Comedy in. Central was putting those on, too. Yes, yeah. Um, but we also started getting BBC America, um, and I could watch Ab Fab, <laughs> which I was very because I would catch some episodes on Comedy Central. I think, I think they might have aired some, or maybe it was just BBC America. I can't remember. Yeah, but I remember watching Ab Fab, and then also catching the British Who's Line. I, I really liked them. Good, yeah. yeah. He's so he's Friar Tuck, and he's basically just an alcoholic, <laughs> but he's also like. You could, he, but he has a good scene at the end, mm-hmm. like a, a serious turn. A very well, because he does kind of say like any t- any time something happens to him, he's like God is teaching me. Mm-hmm. Like you can see, he's definitely a man of the cloth, but he's also just like he's like the best thing that we've done so far is beer, and like this is not like he's loves drinking beer and and all that. He loves beer, but the the scene at the end. Uh, the father, the priest, that kind of through the movie is slowly betraying everyone. Because, mm-hmm. like, Marion gives him a letter that she's trying to send to King Richard, telling him what's what's going on and what the sheriff's doing. And she's, she gives it to him to send because she trusts him. Because he's the, he's a priest, you know, like, who, you know, he shouldn't be under the control of, every, of anyone. He should be completely just uh, neutral. Right. But instead, he gives the letter to the sheriff and tells him, you know, like, she's trying to warn King Richard about what you're doing because he's getting kickbacks, you know, from the sheriff by turning people in and whatever. So he's he's being forced to marry um, Marion and the sheriff at the end of the movie. And um, he pieces out once Robin Hood breaks in. And so he's trying to get the hell out of Dodge. And he's, you know, while loading up money, while loading up money. And Friar Tuck comes upon him and is like, oh, okay, I guess you should take all of this money. And he just starts throwing bags of coins in his arms. I just love the last line when he puts the last bag on it. He's like 30 pieces of silver, like the Judas payment. Yeah, he's like 30 pieces of silver for you to pay the devil on your way to hell and pushes him out the window. Oh, it's so good. I love it when people who I traditionally know as being funny Mm -hmm. get a good serious turn like that. Oh, yeah. It's a great scene. It's a scene where you see that like he genuinely cares about what he's doing yeah he's kind of a drunk but he cares about the people he sees his role as a friar as a way to take care of the people of nottingham you know he's about that he's not about trying to get ahead it's not a political thing for him he's genuinely trying to serve the people of where he lives yep yeah it's a great scene it's a really good scene so the last person I really want to bring attention to, uh, which is just kind of silly, this is just deep dive stupid K 
character actor trivia for me. Okay. Pat Roach plays uh, Celtic Chieftain in this movie. I don't remember him in the movie at mm-hmm. all. But Pat Roach was this British wrestler who also did a lot of acting roles. He auditioned for the role of Darth Vader, but mm-hmm. didn't get it. But he's in Raiders of Lost Ark as the German that Indiana Jones is fist fighting while the plane is going in the circle. Oh, with yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he gets all cut up by the propeller. Mm-hmm. He's in three of the four Indiana Jones movies where it just kind of became an inside joke that he would just get his ass kicked by Harrison Ford in every movie. That's so funny. And they actually offered him to train Harrison Ford, but he turned it down because he didn't want to be known as a trainer. Mm -hmm. He just wanted to do what he does. He didn't get to be in Kingdom uh, or Crystal Skull because he had already died by then. But he is in Willow and Conan the Barbarian and Red Sonia, like he's a guy who just got cast in a lot of stuff. But I, I liked it that he was this wrestler that kind of got to be one of those unsung heroes in a lot of movies that people like me really love. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Pat Roach. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I think he was um, one of the guys that you were like, was he at the Capitol Insurgents? Like. <laughs> He was one of the guys um, that was, you know, dressed like a barber. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. What did you think of Christian Slater's role in this? Um, I liked him more than I like Kevin Costner. I, I generally like Christian Slater, though. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was an interesting turn because he basically just immediately is like, I don't like you to Robin Hood. And he play, he plays Will Scarlet. And then you slowly find out, because at the beginning of the movie, Robin Hood discloses that his mother died when he was young. And that at one point, his father did try to move on and, you know, be with another woman. But Robin Hood didn't like it because he felt like it was dishonoring his mother's memory. So his dad called it off with this woman. Well, it turns out he ended up getting her pregnant, but wouldn't have anything to do with her after he left her she was pregnant will scarlet is the pro is the product of that relationship so he grew up poor because of robin hood so he's like you ruined my life you know you you're horrible i hate you and robin hood's like i didn't know that (laughs) because i was a kid but he's like pretty psyched that he has a brother and um i think i would have liked to see more of a connection between the two of them like after that revelation, like they hug. Yeah. And he's like, I really have a brother. Have a chemistry. No, they have like zero chemistry. Like the fact that they don't like each other is like super believable. Mm-hmm. I sort of wish that there had been a little bit. I mean, the movie's pretty long, so I, I see why there's not, you know, more, why there aren't more scenes between just the two of them. But I wish there was a little more there more of a relationship, more of a connection between the two of them that they're trying to build once they, you know, once Robin Hood finds out that that's his half-brother. I wonder if Kevin Costner just didn't want to be in a lot of shots with Christian Slater because Christian Slater has much better hair. Probably. Oh, Kevin Costner's wig in this is so bad. Yeah, there was one scene where they were, I think it's the scene where you find out that Christian Slater is his half-brother and Kevin Costner's eyes kind of go up to Christian Slater's bangs that are just kind of flopping. Yeah. And it's almost like a, no, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Kevin Costner, I probably has Propecia now because I think his hair has grown back Uh, in more. uh, Or plugs. Or plugs. I don't know. I'm sure he had something done. Um, But when he started losing his hair, he certainly had a complex about it. 
and um yeah just like that in <laughs> water world <laughs> they were instructed to or they had to cg they had to hairline. cg yeah. his hairline and then also like most of the shots they have the top of his head cut off and his hair is pushed forward yeah well all right i saw robin hood prince of thieves so did you like it it was fine do you have any sentimental attachment to robin hood men in tights i guess not i mean no because i i mean i saw it later okay that's um, my favorite robin hood okay movie. it is fun like i definitely really liked it because i thought it was really funny richard lewis is so funny as the prince in that because he has like a mole on his face <laughs> that just moves around throughout the entire movie, which I think is so funny. And I mean, obviously, Carrie Elways as Robin Hood is fantastic. Yeah. He was originally offered the role of this Robin Hood, but turned it down because he thought the script was too contrived. <laughs> so I think it's hilarious that he two did. years later, he, he says, did. I think I'm just going to make this parody of that movie that I did not want to make. You know what? I think it's, I think that was a good move. I think he's super funny in it. I love Robin Hood Men in Tights, but I felt super connected to this one, I think, just because it's the one I saw first, I guess. There is a, from the 80s, a made-for-television Robin Hood parody called The Zany Adventures of Robin Hood, mm -hmm. starring uh, George Siegel, Morgan Fairchild, Roddy McDowell. Oh, Jesus. I have a morbid curiosity to see that. Yeah, I'm interested. That's That sounds fun. I feel like this movie actually aged pretty well yeah all things considered i think the thing that i was the most worried about is morgan freeman's role is i was like oh man i really hope that this didn't get offensive get really offensive and it wasn't it was actually really respectful yeah they did call him throughout the movie the painted man yeah but that's but i think because, that was because he also is part of a um omen that the witch that the witch has, has yeah. yeah so the witch is like the woman who like raised the sheriff there's a deleted scene that it turns out that she is his mother that she swapped baby that she killed the real sheriff of nottingham baby and replaced it with her child oh gross yeah cool man you know because with her like her death mm -hmm. and like her big scenes at the end. Yeah. And the way that some of the arrows were shot. Uh-huh. I would have been more interested to see a Sam Raimi version of this because it really seemed like the cinematographer dude was just trying to ape Sam Raimi stuff here and there. Yeah. Within the movie. And uh I I don't know. There were certainly some things I liked about the movie. There were a lot of things I did not like about the movie. Yeah. I'm in no hurry to ever watch it again. <laughs> it's long. It's two hours and 25 minutes, I think. It was fine. I'm not mad at you. Well, that's. I'm glad that you're not mad. I certainly think this should be considered an ensemble, but I think in, in Kevin Costner's head, it was a Kevin Costner movie. <laughs> yeah, I think less Kevin Costner would have gone a long way, and like I said, letting the people that Alan Rickman brought on to punch up his dialogue, if they had been allowed to punch up the dialogue of everyone, it would have made for a much better movie. Yeah. 
So, yeah, that makes sense. All right, that was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. I've seen it now. You oh, have. Oh, the toy line, by the way, notoriously, oh, uh, <laughs> it's one of the last toy lines that Kenner did before they became uh, or were bought by Hasbro. Mm-hmm. And like the Robin Hood hideout is just the Ewok village set remastered. That's fucking hilarious. The fryer truck. Fryer Fire. truck is a Gamorrean guard figure with a new head on it. Oh, my God. And the Robin Hood figure is a Green Arrow DC superheroes figure mm-hmm. that they did so little to change that his belt buckle still has a G on it. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah, you said you're like, yeah, Kenner just reused a bunch of action figures and put new heads on them. I'm like, are you yeah. serious? You're like, yep. yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, the Sheriff of Nottingham figure is mostly a Lex Luthor figure. That's so funny. That's so damn funny <laughs> that yep. they couldn't even, like, be bothered to. None of their faces look like the cast. Oh, of, of course it didn't. Yeah. I'm it, sure it wasn't a big seller. <laughs> yeah, the the toy line is really, really bad. Like, there's a catapult. It's also an Ewok catapult. Just That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. I love it. I love everything about it. Yeah. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, there's different versions of the Robin Hood action figure, and it's all the same figure, just repainted, all with the G belt buckle. Oh, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least you found some fun trivia about. Oh, yeah. Uh, some silly things. Yeah, I knew about the Friar Tuck figure and the Ewok Village, but I didn't know that. Everything was basically like DC superhero figures, too. That's hilarious. I love it. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.